Welcome to Dogs vs. All Y'all, a weekly college football podcast where we discuss not only my favorite team, the Georgia Bulldogs, but we talk all things college football, hence all y'all. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and look us up on Instagram at Suplex Dinner Club and Go Dogs. Yo, welcome back to another episode. We had a huge weekend of college football, and we got some things to talk about. First, we're going to talk about last weekend's must-see game of the week. Huge win for the Texas Longhorns, but the question remains, is Texas back? And should Alabama fans be hitting a panic button? We're going to recap Georgia's win versus Ball State. Georgia fans, it's time to trust Carson Beck. But there are some concerns for the team overall, and we're going to talk about that. And lastly, we're going to update our hunting season 12. Who are the 12 best teams in the nation? We're going to talk about it. If you haven't already, look us up on socials at Suplex Dinner Club. Let's get the conversation going, and let's talk ball. Oh, no. That's not the right song. Play Texas song. Hey! You got the payback. Revenge. The big payback. We talked about it. Going into the game, Texas wanted revenge. Last year, they felt, hey, it was a lot of what-ifs that should have resulted in them winning, but they didn't last year. Yo, shout-out to Coach Sark for getting that team fully ready and prepared to execute. Tuscaloosa is a hard place to win a game. The last time Alabama has lost a game was against Joe Burrow in 2019. That just shows what kind of dominance those guys have on their home turf. So, shout out to both teams. It was a terrific game. Props, major props to Quinn Ewers. He threw over 350 yards, three touchdowns. Also, shout out A.D. Mitchell, showing once again that he owns the state of Alabama. (laughs) He caught, uh, what, he caught two touchdowns, 78 yards. The man... Hates Alabama. Actually, A.D. loves Alabama because he's always going to score on Alabama. So take that as what you will. Shout out to them. They all had a terrific game. The question is, the question is, is Texas back? I'm going to tell y'all, they look great. They dominated on both sides of the field. They executed at a high level. You you know that Coach Sark is going to set his team up for success. We all know this. He's one of the best minds in college football. There have been moments. There have been laps. And I didn't see that against Alabama. They refused to be bullied flat out. They refused. Texas, you got the pathway. You got a straight line pathway to the playoff. I, I put you in my playoff predictions i put y'all in my playoffs so you got a straight pathway dominate the big 12 take care of business don't play around with kansas 
take care of business, whoop up on Oklahoma, whoop up on TCU, win the Big 12, and we'll see you in the playoffs. That's it. That's it. They have the talent. They have the quarterback. They have the weapons around them. And finally, the defense is actually doing enough. The defense is doing enough. Props to them. Congratulations on a huge win. Alabama fans, is it time for you to hit the panic button? I'm, I'll be honest. I don't think so. There are some realities that you're going to have to face about Alabama football. Number one being you're no longer the top program in college football. Number two, you guys aren't just going to be able to show up and bully everyone. All offseason, what did we hear? Murder ball, the return of murder ball. They're going to bully every team. Their offensive line says, hey, we're going to dominate. We're going to dominate on the line of scrimmage. We're going to make people quit. I didn't see that this past weekend. I didn't see that this past weekend. Did you? I see a lot of Alabama fans going hard on Jalen Milrow. And while, yes, Jalen did throw a couple interceptions, one definitely sealing the deal in the fourth quarter, I think you could still win with him. He throws a beautiful deep ball. Probably not the most accurate guy. And I, I just kind of question, I kind of question why aren't y'all just letting him loose? He's clearly one of the best athletes on the field. When he does scramble, it's generally a good thing. I just really question, are, are they just holding him down on the, on the running? Are we holding him down so that he can prove himself as a passer? Or are you afraid that he could possibly get hurt? Like I, I'm just questioning some of those play calls and how they featured Jalen Milrow. The biggest question for Alabama, honestly, and probably the one thing that I would hit the panic button on, the defensive backs, I said it, I said it in the prediction. I said the key matchup, Texas wide receiver core, which I was a huge fan of, versus the Alabama pretty unproven defensive backfield. That was proven right. Xavier Worthy, A.D. Mitchell, I've already talked about them. I said that they're awesome. I, th I think <laughs> they've done a really good job of collecting talent there. But at Alabama, you have a lot of new guys. You got freshmen. You have transfers. It takes time, even under the greatest defensive-minded coach in the history of college football, it's going to take time for them to melt. I think there is a level of concern on that department. But there's no need to hit the panic button, guys. Just remember, you are 0-0 zero and zero in the SEC West. You still have Tennessee coming, home, coming to Tuscaloosa. LSU has to show up to Tuscaloosa to beat you guys. And while A&M does match up pretty well, against you I would say watch out there I don't really see 
the huge cause of concern. When it's said and done, you have the talent. You're just going to have to, now you're playing from behind. Now if you plan on making this run, now if you plan on becoming the next national champion, you're going to have to take care of business for the rest of the season. There can be no other mistakes, no other hiccups. I'm saying no need to hit the panic button, y'all. Again, congratulations to Coach Sark. Congratulations to Quinn Ewers and his teammates. And congratulations to Texas fans. I know you guys have been saying Texas is back for years, and we always make fun of you because, sure enough, in a couple weeks you dropped a ball. But I loved what I saw. I said it before, y'all were a playoff team in my eyes. I'm just glad that y'all showed up. So congratulations to you. Georgia fans, it's time to trust Carson Beck. It's time to trust that Carson is a quarterback that's not only going to win us the SEC East, but an SEC championship as well as make the playoffs and hopefully win our third national championship. It's time to face that. Georgia beat Ball State 45-3. to Quarter The first quarter was a very strange one. I will definitely say that. Georgia only had maybe two possessions. First possession, we were moving the ball, missed a field goal. Second possession of the quarter, three and out. I get it. I get the panic. I get the concern, Georgia fans. I, I saw it. I was there. I saw, I saw it myself. But I'm telling you guys, Carson Beck is the answer. Let's take a few things in account, shall we? Number one, both games, Carson has thrown close to 300 yards and has looked very efficient. Has he missed a couple throws? Yes, especially week one. I understand that. But for the most part, he's making throws. He's, getting, he's making the smart play. He hasn't put his team in rough positions. He hasn't. Yes, that fumble in the first half, we can't do that. And you better believe we won't see that anymore because he knows if he does that again, Brock Vandergriff is ready to take over. We know that. All that aside, he's been very productive or very efficient playing winning football he's getting weapons back that's another thing he's getting weapons back marcus rosemey jack saint game two he comes back scores a touchdown welcome back to the party we're seeing dom lovett grow week week one had a couple jitters here and there week two he showed up made catches when they were needed he did his thing Dylan Bell, hey, man, should Dylan Bell be our running back? Like, that's that's really where my head is right now. But, hey, he showed up. Yes, Brock did have a rough game. But he's a, not only the best tight end in America, he's arguably the best player in college football. We're not going to see many games like what we did from Brock. We'll be fine. Carson is going to grow with confidence. 
with these next couple games. The next two games in particular for Georgia are key to Carson Beck's development. Development of his confidence. He has the tools. He can make the throws. That shouldn't be a question. He plays winning football. But the next two games is going to give him more and more confidence as we're heading into SEC play. I can't wait to see him match up against some teams with higher talent levels because I, I know. I know what he's capable of. The major cause of concern for me with the Georgia offense is are they playing complementary football? We're not running the ball at an efficient level. Drives are lagging behind. Quarter one's a great example of that. I, I get, hey, we're not scoring touchdowns as much as we should, but the beginning of that, the foundation of that, is us maintaining drives. If we're not maintaining drives, if our offense doesn't get better on maintaining drives, that's putting our defense in positions that we don't want to see, which is them being tired. When you're tired, you make mistakes. Anybody who played a sport, we we all have been taught that. That's That's been drilled in our heads. You get tired, you make mistakes. So the next two games in particular are key. Let's get some efficient drives going. Let's get the playmakers the ball. And hopefully, by second half, they're quitting. That's the perfect world. Let's hear what Kirby had to say about our quarterback and his comfort level. Sees the field. He can tell you what coverage it was. He keeps his eyes down the field. Had a max blitz today. We cut a guy free. He stands in there, throws a touchdown to Marcus Rosemary. Not a lot of quarterbacks can do that. I trust Kirby. Let's give Carson the next couple weeks to get more, even more confident, more efficient, and let's hope the entire offense as a whole gets more confident and more efficient because we're going to need it. After week two, who are the 12 best teams in the nation? Let's get to the list. We ain't getting hunted, guys. We're doing the hunting, and hunting season's almost over. We only got one more chance to hunt, and we hunted tonight. All right, at the end of week two, the number one team remains to be the Georgia Bulldogs, followed by Michigan, who had a, another dominating game. Number three, Florida State, had a huge offensive explosion. Please save some of those points for Clemson and Death Valley fellas, please. After a dominate win, Texas Longhorns, your number four team. Ohio State looks to have their offense back on track somewhat. They are our number five, followed by Penn State, a true sleeper team in the Big Ten. Number seven, USC Trojans. I think they just scored another touchdown. <laughs> uh, Followed by number eight, Oregon Ducks. A hey, shout out to Bo, my Heisman dark horse pick. Yes, folks, I Bo leave, and you should too. Number nine, Notre Dame. After a long weather delay, they took care of business against NC State. Number ten, Washington. A hey, people are sleeping on them. They're scoring points and they're looking good. Number eleven, Alabama. I still think Alabama is one of the 12 best teams in the nation. I think most people will have it even, them even higher than what I have them, but they're number 11. And our list is rounded out by number 12, the Tennessee Volunteers. So what do y'all think? Should Texas be higher? Comment down below. 
All right, y'all, that's a wrap on episode 19 of Dogs versus All, y'all. Like I said before, I really appreciate you checking us out. If you haven't already, look us up on socials at Suplex Dinner Club. That's the home of two podcast projects that I work on. Mondays, Fridays, we talk college football on Dogs versus All, y'all. We don't just talk about Georgia football. We talk about all things college football, hence All, y'all. And on Wednesdays, you know the vibes, Life and Times Pod, which is short for the Life and Times of a Restaurant Lifer podcast, where I have conversations with some cool and interesting people that I've met through my years in the hospitality industry. Let me know down below, what team are you representing? The Suplex Dinner Club family is growing, and I want to know more about you guys. Friday, we're going to preview and predict not only our must-see game of the week, but of course, our upcoming Georgia game. And probably talk about Mel Tucker. Maybe. Ugh. Anyway, y'all take care of each other. We'll see you on Friday. And as always, go dogs. Who the fuck we are? I believe in you. Let's go. Hell,